Hello everyone and welcome to Black, White and In Color. I am your host, Shanoa Alamu. I love discussing topics that get people talking and sharing stories from everyday people. My opinions have been featured on CNN and Huffington Post. So please join me for this week's episode of Black, White and In Color. Okay, so today's episode uh, promises to be controversial. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I am on this spiritual journey. Um, some of you may know my story. Um, I believe it was August 2014 uh, when Mike Brown was shot and killed by Officer Darren Wilson out of Ferguson, Missouri, which is about an hour and a half from me. And that was a defining moment for me just in general, but in particular, it was a spiritual defining moment for me because that's when I really um, seemingly for the first time really coming face to face with the white silence um, from the white evangelical church. And maybe it was obvious to me for the first time in that particular time in my life because I was actually attending a white evangelical church. And so I was looking for, you know, church members to say something, offer prayer, offer peace, something. Even my pastor um, at the time, I was looking for members of the white evangelical church to say something. And when they didn't, um, I just really began to ask myself some questions like, what is this really all about? You know, if I've been hearing all of my life that, um, you know, we're all one in Christ, there's never, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, you know, we love to spit out these scriptures um, to say or to preach that we're all one, there's no differences in Christ, you know, but then when this particular event took place that obviously was affecting members of the black community. Um, I'm pretty sure not all of them were um, unsaved. You know, I'm pretty sure there were some in that crowd who were protesting um, the, the lack of justice, um, that there were some Christians involved, you know, but for some reason that was overlooked. So to make a long story short, um, I'm seeking, I'm searching, um, I have found out some things in terms of the roots of Christianity and especially how it has impacted African-Americans and how it currently uh, impacts African-Americans um, and not in a good way. So maybe in another episode, I will kind of um, share those things that I feel um, are not working in our favor um, as Black Christians and being a part of uh, the Christian church here in America. Um, so again, needless to say, I, in my search, I came across this woman um, who I am interviewing today, Justina Ford, and I looked on her Facebook profile and I saw a Christian energy healer. And I was like, oh, that's interesting um, because I had never um, seen the words Christian and energy um, together. Um, because again, as part of my search, I've looked into New Age, I've looked into Reiki, um, African spiritual practices. And so my understanding of any type of energy work, energy healing 
was mainly done in the New Age movement, Reiki practices, and in some um, African spiritual practices. So I was like, well, here's a Christian woman um, who is saying that she's a Christian energy healer. So before I get too deep with that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. Um, Justina Ford is a Christian homeschooling mom of three amazing children, married for 13 years, and is an intuitive business coach and inner healing practitioner. She teaches heart-centered creatives how to get out of their heads, embrace their self-worth, and utilize their God-giving talents. Through her work, clients have experienced personal and professional breakthroughs that allow them to clear mental and emotional blocks that have transformed their life and business. Justina holds a master's degree in human service counseling, focused in business, with additional training in the Splankna Energy Psychology Protocol. So without further ado, I will bring on Mrs. Justina Ford. Hi, Justina. How are you? Hello. How are you, Shanoa? I'm doing uh, great. <laughs> wonderful. Well, you know, I, I posted on my page that I would be, my Facebook page, that I would be interviewing you. And I was really taken aback by the response in a good way. Like there really seems to be people who are interested in learning more about this. And I think the thing that took, that was um, shocking to me is that these are people I know personally who are like diehard, you know, Christians, you know, in the traditional sense. And so for them to be interested um, both black and white uh, individuals. And so for them to be interested, I was like, wow, you know, she must really be onto something. So I want to start out by asking you um, to share a bit um, with us um, about your own spiritual journey. Like, how did you get to this point to saying Christian and energy can indeed go together and it works and it is of God? Yes. Oh my goodness. It has been a long, long journey. And I think it really started when um, the book, The Secret came out uh -huh. or the movie, maybe the movie came out first. I can't remember. Uh -huh. But I remember watching this movie and feeling like, wait a second, this sounds like you know, they're talking about things that are in the Bible also, you know, uh -huh. on things that are positive and um, this whole law of attraction piece. And I really started to feel like, wait, the law of attraction has some biblical pieces in it. I just can't tell. I can't figure out what that piece is that is off about it, you know? Okay. So, and if I dial back even further from there, it's just been, I've always been a highly sensitive person. I've always been able to like enter a room and kind of feel like, uh oh, the vibes are off. Like, somebody, yes. somebody's upset, somebody's angry. I can pick up on people's emotions pretty quickly. Uh -huh. And I've been really sensitive to that. And then through my studies of psychology or my desire to study psychology and sharing that with, you know, church members when I was a teenager you know, them trying to deter me from going into psychology and deter me from studying, you know, the mind, all that beautiful stuff, behavior and all of that. Uh -huh. um, it has been kind of a battle of seeing them as separate, like psychology is over here and spirituality, they should be separate and not mm -hmm. um, intertwined together. But right. along my journey, I, oh my gosh, I've bounced 
all over the place. I've gone from being afraid of it because I was like, nope, I got to stay true to Christianity. I got to stay true to this, to saying, you know what? I'm just jumping the fence, <laughs> you know, like okay. I, I still love God, but you know, God, you're going to sit on this shelf for a moment so I can look at these other things, you know, so uh -huh. that's my moment of, you know, selfishness and just saying, no, I got to dig deeper. And, um, I think part of it comes from pursuing your professional, my professional life personally, uh -huh. um, being a mother, and putting down the professional life and determining, okay, now I have to figure out what I'm going to do for myself. Going into network yes. marketing and being in these groups of people that try to encourage you and lift you up and tell you that you have the power to, you know, make your life whatever it is. Yes. You have to visualize and you can manifest all these wonderful things and I'll yes. teach you how to do it, you know. Right. So that is a really big part of the journey of wanting to be successful wanting to create a life that um, I was happy about and could be proud of and was a, full of abundance and all of those pieces. And I found that on that journey is where I began to be more self-sufficient and put God on the shelf. So there was that time where I dug deep into the new age principles. I uh -huh. was following Abram Hicks. That's a yes. popular new age person. Oh yes. I would listen yes. to her audio recordings all the time. And when I, again, I still have my love for God. Like I, I was a saved woman. I, you know, full of the anointing, Holy spirit, all that wonderful stuff. So as I would listen to these recordings, I would still hear the parallel it's so crazy. I would journal while I would listen to these things. And I wish I would have brought one of my journals over here with me. Uh -huh. And there were certain things that would just be said, like the vortex or certain oh, phrases, yes. you know, uh -huh. and I'd say, wait, I need to know what that really means. You know, I need to know what this part really means. Cause I'm, I'm never a person that will follow blindly. You know, I'm still searching for the truth, even though I put God on the little shelf and uh -huh. I'm like digging, 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 you know, the pursuit right. of knowledge. I'm uh -huh. like, I got to research this and I got to research this and see what it is. So as I began to do that and continually praying too, you know, um, selfishly, just God, I'm looking at this. How does this fit? I want to make this fit, you know? Mm. And he showed me, oh my goodness. He brought other Christians that were already immersed into the energy psychology that were already Im immersed into the science behind thought circuitry and intention and he brought uh -huh. those on my path i have i know that god did that because i was on this continual search of looking 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 and trying to find uh-huh when we're looking for something how do they say you know where we put our intention and our focus we're gonna continue to go that route and i strongly believe that God is not going to, when we're saved, we love the Lord. He knows our hearts yes. and he is not going to lose you to Satan. I'm just going to say that he's just not going to, um, but we also have to have a desire of him, you know, so right. through my search, mm. I'm putting God on the little shelf. I still had a desire for God. You know, I remember the feelings that I couldn't go deeper into certain things because it's just one, one little slither of that didn't feel right. You know, and exactly. I would pay close attention to it 
And I'm sure as we go on, I'll be able to get deeper into like the little pieces that don't feel right. But Uh I mean, that really is my journey over well over 10 years of, again, entering the network marketing field. And then I switched over to the coaching field and the coaching field. Oh my gosh, it is so full of manifesting intention, thought. Uh-huh. You are your own creator. You, you know, you create your life and all these things. And the problem with that is that that is 90% true. You know what I'm saying? There's still that slither of a lie of saying that, no, we don't, we don't create, we co-partner. That's one of the biggest things that I feel mm. like is a lie is that we feel like we're going to create all of these things. And no, there's nothing new under the sun. I think right. we know that. Right. But yet we want to say that we're, we're, we're our own creators and it's just not true. We didn't create ourselves, you know, but that's right. the assumption that new age will, will feed us that we can create our own reality. And in a sense, we do create our own reality, but then we bump up against other people's intention. Also, if I create hmm. my own reality, then the person driving on the car down the road that decides to be a drunk driver and hits me would not affect me. I'd have a shield around me. Right. Because that wouldn't be something that you would want to happen. Exactly. Cause I create my own reality. No, I never thought about it like that because my, I guess when I've heard people say, you know, I've, I've even heard people say that, you know, we're gods, you know, small G, especially the deeper you dig into um, black conscious movements, pro-black, you know, African practices, you know, especially as black people, they'll say, you know, by us being the original people, that type of thing, they'll say we're, we're small G gods. But I guess I was thinking from this standpoint of, okay, for example, I'm sitting on my love seat now in my apartment. Well, I wouldn't be sitting on this love seat if someone hadn't thought about it first. Mm-hmm. So therefore, from a thought, someone created this couch. Exactly. So again, there's a truth, there's always truth to it. Right? Okay, okay. So that you're yeah, so not saying that's away only from part the truth. Of- uh-huh. Um, it's just that I think with new age, they want us to rest in that and make it be the end all be all. We're forgetting I that see. piece that yes, we create our own reality, but if we, if we live by that, then we're in denial. <laughs> we're delusional mm. because okay. we bump up against other people's intentions all the time. And it was, true. you know why that always bothered me, this whole idea of we create our own reality because when I think of children with cancer, when I think of women that get raped, when we think of, you know, the new age wants us to believe that, oh no, we're moving to this greater consciousness and the world is getting so much better. But the reality is there's still sin in the world. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. don't want to address that, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> a little bit deeper on that kind of stuff. But uh-huh. I just feel like it's sometimes a mirage that, new age wants us to focus on that we can have this perfect life and if something goes off then it's your fault because you create your Ooh, own but you know I've, I've heard that even in christian circles i remember as a teenager 
um, reading books by Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Copeland, Gloria Copeland, mm -hmm. and then later into Creflo Dollar, which would be known as, I'm sure you know, the Word of Faith movement. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I would hear, mm -hmm. that if someone is seeking um, healing, for example, and you know, because their thing is God always heals. You know, mm -hmm. every every time Christ went about healing, you know, during his ministry here on earth, the only time he didn't heal was when he came up against doubt and unbelief. So then I'm hearing God always heals. And if you don't get your healing or receive the healing that you desired or asked for, it's because you lack faith. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so unfair. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I just thought that was so unfair. So that goes, you know, right in line with what you're saying, because just going back to the very, very unfortunate circumstance of a woman finding herself um, having been raped or is a survivor of rape. Um, yeah, someone I, I think in the new age would say, well, somehow deep in your subconscious, you, you brought that to pass. You know? and, and I will and I will say this, there's an aspect of truth to that, but it's mm -hmm. not always it's not 100 percent. And so I hate when they want to put things like in this these absolutes like it's always your fault. That's not true. It's not always your fault. There is a thing called um, like bitter root judgments or right. uh -huh. where we tend to. Um, how can I explain that? Where, you know, we judge others or we have a situation we've seen that's happened maybe with our parents or other people and we're judging that. And when we judge others, we bring judgment on ourselves. You know, there's certain- Okay, now we're, let me, let me just clear that up because I, I hear what you're saying, but mm -hmm. I'm not saying that if a woman, because I just feel like I have to say this, mm -hmm. that I'm not saying that if a woman gets raped or if someone finds themselves um, a victim of something horrible like that, that it's not their fault. That's not- what I'm saying, and I don't believe that's what Justina is saying. So let me no. just clear that up because I don't want anybody saying she's saying it. Upset. You know, right? I'm not. Uh, but, I'm not saying that it's that person's fault because the other person's intention has something to do with it as well. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like a woman that has been battered, right? And she's right. been battered once, and she tries mm -hmm. to get into a new relationship, and she ends up attracting the same person. Like, oh my gosh. Right. There's something within her spirit that that person is preying on, right? That lives within her spirit and they can pick it up and they target it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yes. So there, is, there, there is an aspect of truth to it, but we cannot okay. put that on every single person and say that is their issue. You created your own reality. So that's the reason why you're dealing with all these things. And then leave them sitting there like, wait a second, there's more to this than I I can create my own reality. We bump up against other people's intentions all the time. So that's mm. how, that's, I'm, I guess my purpose is that poking holes in some of these new age beliefs that are out there, you know? Interesting. Um, I will say this, my parents, you know, they had, they got a divorce and I remember always thinking, I don't want to get a divorce. I don't ever want to get a divorce. I don't ever want to get a divorce. But right. My, my actions... I was leading my family toward a divorce, you know what I'm saying? Because of my mm. frame of thought, my frame of intention. So that is, there's an aspect of truth to it, but we can turn those things around, right? So mm -hmm. I had to start thinking differently in that, you know, I want a flourishing marriage. Just that simple shift is almost like, okay, 
What can I do to have a flourishing marriage? We think more about the actions that go toward that. So there is thought and intention is important. I'll just mm. say it's not the end all be all. You know why? Why? Because we have a savior <laughs> because mm. there's Jesus Christ. He redeems us. If we didn't have, that's why the Christianity piece is so important because God says our slates are wiped clean. God says that we are forgiven. His supernatural ability to come in and shift a situation and make our good, uh, make our evil into good. Right. right? Uh So if I was, if I had to depend on creating my own reality, oh my goodness, I'd be somewhere else right now. So I'm grateful that I have the grace and mercy of God. Jesus, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, because it steps in and it buffers where I can't do it on my own, right? Mm. It buffers where I can't navigate this earth and navigate this world. Um, mm. And the Bible even says that the Holy Spirit will intercede for us when we right. don't know what to pray, right? right? So uh-huh. I'm, I'm more than over the moon grateful for that. Um, right. I know you didn't ask about this, but I did want to just jump into this real quick because we're absolutely because I'm feeling it. But right with the subconscious mind, um, one of the pieces about energy psychology, because I love coupling energy psychology with inner healing. Those two things are really important. But um, energy psychology really speaks to the subconscious mind right? Where we're able to tap and go beneath the surface um, and release hidden emotions and hidden, and hidden beliefs. And when I think about the new age doing energy work without Christianity or without God or without that side of it, it means that it lifts the subconscious mind as what the seed of all wisdom, the seed of all yep. truth. I've seen that. Yes. Right. So the subconscious, uh-huh. what they're saying is, oh no, we're going to just tap into your subconscious because it already knows everything. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily true. <laughs> and I have to give this resource. Um, okay. Splunkna, which, you know, Splunkna, they're yes. redeeming energy psychology for the kingdom of Christ mm-hmm. has been a life changer for me. It really has because there's little, remember when I told you along the way, I kept feeling these little pieces that just didn't line up with new age, that didn't line up with the law of attraction. I kept feeling, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I couldn't verbalize it, Mm -hmm. but I knew things weren't right. And that is one of the biggest pieces I've been able to take away from my studies. I'm level two trained with Uh um, the Splunkman Therapy Institute. And that is one of the biggest things that I've been able to pull out is that the subconscious is not the seed of all wisdom. The okay. is there to protect us. <laughs> it, okay. it wants to protect us, so it makes decisions only out of safeguarding ourselves. Okay, before before we get too too deep into that, okay, you, you I'm sorry, really, you know, no, I no, 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 you're you're <laughs> great because you're at you're actually going into my next question. Okay, um, so you're right on time. I just wanted to. <laughs> Um, ask for the, because you mentioned science you know Justine and I had a pre-talk before this so a lot of this is kind of piggybacking on that conversation as well and she mentioned um, energy being science and I don't know about you but I've forgotten a whole lot 
about what I learned in school about science. Um, so could you break it down? What exactly is energy? Yes, I can. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to start with some things that I think people are more likely to like relate with. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. So um, when we think about, let's say, cell phone towers, cell phone towers, yes. electromagnetic field, like that's energy. Right. Doesn't require any other fancy, crazy, scary stuff. It's just energy. Right. When we think about um, the electromagnetic field of the earth, you know, okay. someone say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can, mm -hmm. I can wrap my mind around that. And then the electromagnetic field of um, how do they measure the activity of the heart? Electrical activity, electrical activity of the brain. We see the little, I don't know all the technical terms, EKGs and all the right. electrical uh -huh. activity going on in the brain. There's electric activity, electrical activity going on in our muscles. And then there's even every cell of our body has electrical signals. Okay, so is this the reason why we can be electrocuted? Ooh. Because I was thinking. I would say yes. <laughs> because I'm thinking. And look into if, that if, one. Right, because I'm thinking if there's nothing in us, within us, that would be connected to. What's the conductor, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and then I also begin to think about, you know, when someone, you know, you see the flat line. I see it in Grey's Anatomy all the time. There's someone's operating and they flatline and then they take these paddles, mm -hmm. rub them together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's why I'm thinking the, and then you have to think about the iron and calcium and, you know, I don't know if I'm getting off cause I'm trying to sound intelligent, but <laughs> I know, I know that we do use electrical things to, to bring, you know, like I said, we can be electrocuted. We can be shocked back mm -hmm. to life, you know, in the hospital. So I'm thinking there has to be something within us, to connect to that electromagnetic field that's what our body is and we are um when we look at it from that stance i think people are kind of like okay i can kind of wrap my mind around the energy mm -hmm. now we take it a step further because people and i'm not an expert on the energy side of it at all <laughs> like okay. i just kind of wrap my mind around the concept of it and i want to help us do that here right um, but with that, knowing that there's also something we would call meridian lines that are like the electrical currents that go through our bodies. And then people will go as far and talk about the chakras, you know, the electrical points, like more of, I think, what is there, like six of them? I don't even seven. know. It's seven. Exactly. Because uh -huh. I don't, I don't do chakra work, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I still believe that when we're doing, say, EFT, which is EFT tapping, thought-filled therapy, those different types of energy modalities that we are affecting the chakra, the mm -hmm. meridian lines, all these different electrical fields in our bodies. There's even a book called The Molecules of Emotion. If we talk about mm. the, um, that every cell in our body has an electrical signal, that signal, then if the emotions are not just in our mind, they're flowing through our body. I think that's like a debate in science at some point where they're thinking emotions, because you know, certain parts of the brain light up with emotions and they're mm -hmm. thinking it's in the brain, but no, emotions, we feel that in our bodies. And I don't think right. anybody would debate. Like when you're excited, you know, your stomach flips or when you're 
nervous. You say you feel butterflies. Like we feel that energy. And then, and two, somebody else feels that, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on the temperament and makeup of that person, like you mentioned about yourself, I too am highly sensitive and empathic and can pick up on other people's stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I have to be careful. So if someone's in a bad mood or, you know, it's like, I feel that, Oh yeah. you know, um, if, if I may also add, you know, I, I just, in terms of, um, I guess going back to the law of attraction piece just a little bit, because um, my kids and I were testing whether or not law of attraction is real. Because again, I've been told my whole life, law of attraction is evil. There's nothing to it. It's, you know, it's new age, that type of thing. So we tested it. Um, I owned a 2000 Buick because I was not trying to be part of the car note club. And so I bought this car and Justina, I kid you not, everywhere we went, we also saw the same car, same model, same color, same make. And my children were noticing it. And so now I've been blessed to upgrade to a 2018 vehicle. I personally had never seen this make and model of a, of a car before, of Jeep before. And so now I have it. And now I've been seeing it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, there's got to be something to that, just on that simple level, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. What do you and think that is? I would agree with you, but I think where we miss it is what the law of attraction teaches in its, compl- in its like wholeness. Okay. What it teaches, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yes, the fact that our thoughts and our intention have power is true. Mm-hmm. God designed it that way. That's mm-hmm. why when we pray, we're literally thinking and it's our thoughts and our, our intentions and all of that. So I agree with it. So the fact that you, you saw this car, you have an intention around this car and all of a sudden now you're going to see more of it. Yes. It's, it's brought up on your, like you're playing, your playing field there and it's brought up and now you're going to see it more. So yes, I get okay. it. Okay. But we have to look at what law of a, te- a law of attraction teaches in its wholeness. And I think that's the problem. Remember when I said 90% truth? Yeah. 10% lie. There's that slither of a lie in there that tells us that we are our own gods. Yes. Right? It takes mm-hmm. away, it really takes away the authority of God. That is mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues with law of attraction mm-hmm. and tells us that we can have anything that we, but we know those parts aren't true. That's the thing. We just keep trying to make it, like we keep trying to put the square in the triangle and make it work. <laughs> that, oh, you can have whatever you want in life. It's just not true, you know? Um, law of attraction, I think I would say 90% of it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the part of it that tries to say that I am my own God and I create my own reality, it takes away the hierarchy of... Um, the natural order and the spiritual order, you know? Mm. So God, there's a hierarchy, God, mm-hmm. <laughs> then man. Right. That's the way it works. I mean, he created all of this. So. I see. Okay. So then going back to energy, you mentioned <laughs> how energy and psychology do go together. How, yes. how do they go together? Yes. I th- it is the circuitry and intention. That's how they go together. 
So we have the, the energy, which is the circuitry within our bodies. And then we have the intention, which I think about um, our thoughts, our ideas, our beliefs, the lies mm -hmm. or vows that are operating within our life that stem from our families, stem mm -hmm. from our childhoods, that psychology mm -hmm. piece to it. So mm -hmm. that's how we pull in um, energy and psychology together. Because a lot of psychology, um, or say counseling pieces, is a lot of talk therapy. I'm sure there's some great stuff. Yeah, but cognitive I'm, therapy. Exactly, but I'm in a circle of a lot of therapists and counselors that are actually trained in an energy psychology protocol because they were noticing that their clients weren't getting as um, true I guess, of a result or mm -hmm. as impactful of lasting of, an, of a result. So they were seeking more and that's mm -hmm. what brought them to energy psychology. I am not a licensed therapist or counselor, but I'm in a circle with quite a few of them. There's like over 2000 trained um, Splunkna therapy therapists. Um, I'm level two trained. So mm -hmm. I feel like energy psychology really steps into the mind, body, soul of the person mm -hmm. and um like i said just the subconscious level of things allowing you to really clear the limiting beliefs lies and vows and all of that at the subconscious level okay mind body and soul work okay so what do you say to people who have been able to get the results you know through counseling or just through you know, deliverance, laying on of hands, you know, prayer without the energy work. I say that God doesn't need energy psychology to do his thing. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> so God is sovereign. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're not saying, you're saying that it, it could be a missing piece for those who are seeking more, but it's not the end all be all. Exactly. I would definitely okay. say that it's not the end all be all because God doesn't need us to do anything. Uh -huh. um, I, he, I believe that he desires us. That's what I believe. Like he does not need us, but he has shaped this world in a way that he worked because he desires to have us in relationship with him, you know? Mm. So I think that's beautiful when we look at it that way. Like, I mm -hmm. want you to be a part of this process. I want you, you know, what the word says, we are his hands, his feet, his mouth, mm -hmm. all of that. Like, right. So to me, that to means that, that way. Right. But, and so to me, that would say that he does need us for something <laughs> um, because he would have to, you know, flow through us, speak through us and whatnot to, to do his work um, or to be his representatives um, here on this earth. I just, I'm just, I have to admit, I'm still, I know we had our conversation the other day, but I am still <laughs> like, like really? Okay, so, because I'm thinking of what somebody else would maybe thinking, where is all this found in the Bible? Where do you have any scripture or an example of energy being used and maybe we didn't know it was energy being used or even anything oh, about the subconscious <laughs> mind or yeah um not off top of my head i'll probably be able to um send you a resource like a resource link or something that you can put okay. underneath the um the podcast or so definitely yes. not definitely not off the top of my head. I do not. Okay. Um, I okay. write so much. I have a blog. 
one of my blogs is, well, you can find my blog at justinafor.com slash blog. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I did write, I did write about the subconscious mind and there's so many scripture references in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you mentioned a few, I know you mentioned a few in the book of Psalms that talk about our innermost being mm -hmm. or, or the deep something about the deep sea now because I started to write those scriptures down and, and have them ready for this interview so I apologize for that but no, I do okay. remember but David he did talk quite a bit in in the in throughout the Psalms about the innermost mm -hmm. you know parts of ourselves you know I think one of them was Proverbs 18 and 8 uh -huh. And it says the words of a table bearer are as wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. And that's the thing. The word splankna means gut. Okay. So, um, talking about the secret place, the hidden chambers, you know, and I'm just like, where is the innermost part? And I can't help believe that that's a subconscious mind, you know, because on the conscious level, we always, we want to do us right. We want to do better. We know that God loves us. We know all these pieces, but yet our lives don't match up. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's because of what's operating at the subconscious level. And hmm. even um, this idea of epigenetics, right? What's mm -hmm. passed down through generation. Can yes. Oh, absolutely. So those are two pieces, subconscious work and generational work that um, energy psychology can really, really help with on the mind-body level and releasing those things. So okay. I think amazing. Okay, can you kind of give us an example, just a sneak peek into one of your sessions. So say someone comes to you and they say, you know, Justina, I've tried everything from, you know, fasting, praying, deliverance, um laying on of hands you know just oil thrown on a, you know just all the things that they tell us in church that are supposed to work you know and someone comes to you and said but i've tried all these things i pray on a regular basis i read my word on a regular basis i know i have an intimate relationship with god but something is still missing i still can't seem to um build wealth the way I want to or just increase your income it doesn't even have to be wealth you know I can't seem to have the life that I want to have you yes. know so I what would, would you do with that person I want to start share one thing before I go through like what steps would look like because the first sure. thing that came to my mind when you said that was authority mm. I feel like we don't exercise our authority in Christ that's one of the, mm. especially when you're like, I prayed all the prayers and there are different types of prayer. And I think that um, we as Christians spend a lot of time in cry of the heart prayer. Oh God, please, oh, mm. please, oh, please. <laughs> you know, mm. that type of prayer instead of really stepping into um, an authoritative prayer or a spiritual warfare type prayer where we're claiming what belongs to us through the natural order of authority. I'm not talking about name it and claim it type stuff, but there is a, um, gosh, what's the name of that book? You have, a, <laughs> I forget the name of it. You have authority oh, over yeah. the devil. Yes, we do. No, oh. I'm, I'm saying it's at the name of the book. You have oh, authority no, no, over no. the devil. Oh, okay. No. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking. I'm like, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I'm familiar with Charles Crabb because he also has a book about our words. 
um yeah he he's really into that authority you know? is a really big piece so mm-hmm. um if we're not walking in our authority we also don't walk in our purpose and like our call as well you know and i think that's mm. one of the biggest piece i can honestly say for the longest i was not walking in authority i was subject i was more um subject to the thoughts that were just running through my mind and believing that those thoughts were my own you know mm. so through the um i want to give two more resources really quickly sure um because i can't take credit for this stuff god brought me on the journey and he brought the people in into my into my path you know mm-hmm. so um the Splunkna therapy institute the inner healing school <laughs> sarah Thiessen and mm-hmm. leah lacents they are amazing people um mm-hmm. and through all the recommended reading that i've had to do through them i mean it's just been an eye-opening um journey and i will say because one of the i'll talk about the protocols that i use and kind of talk you through some of the steps and everything like you said mm-hmm. um when i'm i'm an online coach so when i work online i use eft thought field therapy and what is EFT? What do EFT those? is emotional freedom technique. So that's okay. tapping on acupressure points. So okay. for Christians out there that can get down with the chiropractor, you can get down with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but then, but do you have Christians that are like, no, we're not supposed to see. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to go. There, I, go know, I know. I know. I <laughs> know. Uh-huh. Okay. So you use Christian EFT. But yes, EFT, emotional freedom technique, thought field therapy, and um those are the two oh emdr i use that online as well and what does that mean emdr desensitization and reprocessing okay eye movement and desensitization and what reprocessing reprocessing okay okay Mm -hmm. so that's i want people to be able to look this stuff up you know i want people to i want people to be able to research and google and and know what these terms mean because they could be like i said this is all it's not brand new but it's brand new to me in the sense of it being attached to christianity right right i think it's i think it's natural for it to be attached to christianity it's always only ever made sense that way to me because Mm. of my belief around god creating everything right he has created everything and it was meant to be good it's just that the enemy comes in and he perverts what God has created, you know? So hmm. I think that's something we have to remember. Like there is, I mean, he created our bodies. He made them to work this way with the different mm-hmm. fields and all of that from the organs. Like there's um, studies around emotions that are stored in certain organs within our bodies, you know? Yes. So if God has given us that wisdom and that knowledge, why can't we access it? Why can't we use it, right? As long as we're giving him the glory, giving him the honor, and we're pointing people back to Christ. Every single person that I've worked with um, within my coaching practice, they always walk away with a closer relationship to God, a closer relationship with Christ. Whereas Mm. they didn't even realize, wow, I was actually going off on the deep end a little bit, or I was looking at some other things that were taking me away from Christ, you know? So that's why when I have, you know, random people that want to inbox me and say, I'm the devil, or they want to post on my public page and say, 
you know, what you're doing isn't right. I have to really overlook it because what do they say? We're known by our fruit. Right. And the fruit speaks for itself. And I'm always thinking too, when people say things like that, and in fact, I'm going to reference a particular page that I came across um, yesterday to research um, the Splunkna therapy um, method in particular. But I'm just like, if someone is actually saying, God, show me the truth, or Christ, show me, or, you know, Holy Spirit, lead me, and this is the result. I mean, you know, if you really believe there's only one God, or at least a main God, because, you know, there are many gods out there, um, I think you have to give people the benefit of the doubt, don't you Mm -hmm. think? You know, you're not... You're not crying out to Satan asking for this knowledge. You're no. you're you're asking the God of the Bible, the exactly. most high, you know. Um and I think one of the biggest pieces is that people throw around that word new age real quick, like before even really knowing what it is. So I was guilty of that, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm like, oh that's new age, or what is new age? And I couldn't even explain it. So that's not <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this podcast right now, ask yourself what is new age, and can okay. you verbalize it right? Hmm. So that was something that I think is important. Well, what is new age? Can we take time to answer that? What is yes, new age? yes, yes, yes. New mm-hmm. age is when I kind of touched on it a lot in the beginning, but it's this. It's really about authority. It takes away the authority from God. Mm-hmm. That's number one. There's a bunch of other points around it too with the new age. Um, it's seeking other spirits outside of, um, outside of the Holy Spirit, Jesus and God. Mm-hmm. So if you're engaging in witchcraft, you're in, on the new age side. That means you're, you're tapping into spirit guides and trying to speak to the dead and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So it really is... Um, I would say those are two pieces that really highlight new age. And the funny thing is, like I said, there are, I forgot the name of the book, but there's a lady that talks about the enticing light. I believe that might be the name of it, but I can't remember. Mm -hmm. He talks about how as a counselor, she actually welcomes spirit guides into her sessions and her spirit. She would allow her spirit guides to lead the sessions and then she got to a point where she was like, you know what, maybe I should leave my own sessions again. <laughs> and, you hmm. know, she politely asked her spirit guides, okay, guys, y'all just sit down, you know, do your thing. And I'm going to take over. And she said, that's when it was really revealed to her. They shut, reared their ugly heads because they were rejected. And she um, realized that they were demons, demonic wow. forces that hmm. began to tried to possess her, you know, when she had to get deeper inner healing work to help her um, exert her authority, right, in Christ over these, these beings, these things. Mm. Now, I'll say this from my own experience, I didn't even think spirit guides were real. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I thought it was just people faking, doing her thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end, of, end of the day, the spiritual world is real, right? Yes. And I think it's important to remember that when we're on our quest for success or we say, oh, we want more clients or I want more money or I want to be able to provide for my family, you know, mm-hmm. better than what I'm doing right now. Um, there's a physical aspect to that and there's a spiritual aspect to that. The enemy has come to kill, steal and destroy. He does not want us to be to prosper. 
right? Mm. So he may have his little schemes and attacks and all those things and we pray against those things. So a session, that was one of the questions you were asking, what would it look like for me? When I'm online, I'm, whether I'm online or offline, I pray with all of my clients. I open up every single one of my, my sessions um, giving thanks and honor to God, mm-hmm. thanking him for who he is and how he has created us and just standing in awe of his creation and the way he's designed our bodies and thanking him for the protocol that I'm about to use, right? Um, secondly, I lift the client up. I will um, acknowledge God and just, you know, lift that client and say, God, we thank you for revealing to us, right? Um, opening his heart so that the areas that need to be addressed and touched on today, that they will be revealed to us. And we ask you, God, to mark out every single step that we're going to um, embark on today. So it really is, I want the steps of what I'm going to do with this person to truly be marked and anointed by God. Um, We also handle any spiritual warfare. We um, pray about it. And I'm very... With the whole spiritual warfare side of things, it is not a first person like address. It is a third person address because we know mm. we need God to handle that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I pray for myself because I'm not perfect. Right. I don't have perfect objection. I'm not 100% fully healed and whole to where I can impart into my client. And I'll break for a moment right there because it just made me think of something. You have, that's why having Christ and energy work is so important because people that are doing energy work and they don't have that higher power, which is God of the Bible in their work, they're imparting their own mess onto you. You get what I'm saying? They're saying, oh, I'm going to impart my own healing love and my own healing, whatever it is into this session when they're not fully whole themselves. So I don't want your junk on me, right? right? I want to know that when I'm when I'm doing this work, I'm asking for a special anointing. I said, God, give me an, an anointing. Give me a supernatural um, anointing to be able to move beyond myself in this session. Yes. Those are things that are really, really important because we are all a hot mess, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm grateful that God allows me to do this work. I am honored that I, he allows me to hold space for a client to be able to do this type of work because I'm not perfect myself. So that is honestly, that's like just within the first like five to seven minutes of a session, that alone is powerful. Yeah. There we will um, generally I allow the client to really talk to me about what's going on, all that kind of stuff, what they want to present um, in the session and we'll go straight for emotions. While I hear that person talking about their issues, what's going on, I'm finding the emotions. We're tapping around those emotions through tapping. I know that the Holy Spirit is going to allow that person to um, pop up new memories, old memories, whatever it is that's relevant to what that person is going through on today. So um, yeah, that's part of the process. We're doing our EFT work and we're clearing emotions. There's forgiveness. That's a part of this. Um, asking God to forgive us for what we've attached ourselves to and then yes. any um, lies or vows or agreements through prayer again. So yes. it is very much, you know, asking God to replace, you know, and deposit 
the truth so that the person can walk in truth in abundance. And it's crazy because when I do this with my clients, God brings the results. I've had a client to where she had some retirement funds that were just held up and we couldn't figure, she's like, I can't figure it out. I keep trying to do the paperwork over and over and over. And like, we did a session together and probably two days later, she's like, Justina, they released my, my funds. Wow. I've had a client that was um, really, wow, just defeated over her business. She was just ready to give up, throw in the towel. And she said to me specifically, she's like, I know I need to do inner work because I've tried everything else and I'm mm -hmm. ready to go deep. Mm -hmm. And by the time we finished our work together, she had tripled her rates, closing higher end clients. And not only that, having a better truth around who God really is, right? Yes. We walk around with false beliefs about God. Yes. And they come from our experiences and we attribute mm -hmm. things. And right. then a better relationship with her husband, you know, mm -hmm. her own self-identity and confidence just increased. So there's so many amazing um, benefits for my clients. I tend to work around money mindset a lot. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. abundance. Those are the mm -hmm. areas. Self-identity, mm -hmm. um, branding, messaging, um, being able to express ourselves. Like those are a lot of the areas that people come to me around. But I know that let's let's just start let's do the inner work okay because i'll tell uh -huh. you all the strategies like okay do this this is this and people still don't move and they still mm -hmm. want to move because mm -hmm. they need to do the inner work first because there's some inner work that needs to be done exactly. so how can people so how can people get in touch with you if they want to um, book a session with you or learn more about you yes how, um, where can they find you People can find me. I'm on Instagram. One of my, uh, my handle on Instagram is Mindset and Makeup by Jay Ford. So okay. that's one platform that I'm on. I'm also on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also a professional makeup artist. I work in the commercial TV and film industry as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and what, is your, what is your name on Facebook? On Facebook, it is um, Justina Ford. <laughs> or okay. what you'll have to put in is facebook.com slash makeup by Jay Ford. I've had okay. that page for so long, they won't let me change it. Okay. So how rude. But, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So that's a, that was another part of my journey, my own struggle with my business, you know, mm -hmm. and feeling like I can't get ahead. I can't get anywhere. And the minute that I surrendered and I allowed God to like just speak to my heart, minister to my heart, that is when like the same actions I was taking before finally started having some type of results, you know, because I surrendered unto God and mm. said that this business was, is not my idol anymore. And I mm. think that's something when we make success our idol, we make money our idol, and I'm guilty of all of those things. So mm. um, God has to be, he has to be it, you know? So I just, yeah, just wanted to share that. What I have my website is mm -hmm. justinafor.com. That's okay. another way. And then my email is um, purposeful pursuit. Purpose, purposeful pursuit. Mm -hmm, at justinafor.com. So okay. I strongly believe that we are all on a purposeful pursuit 
um, for to walk in our purpose, to Absolutely. claim that belongs to us, to just yes. live a life of fulfillment, joy, peace, doing the things that truly lights us up. Because so many of us walk around and we're not happy with what mm-hmm. we're doing. We're Absolutely. Not happy with our work. We're not happy with our lives. We're not happy with our relationships. And we truly can be. But as I long see. as we got King Jesus. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. He doesn't, okay. Mm-hmm. As long as that, even that phrase along, as long as I got King Jesus, it's right. like, that's still not an excuse. God still wants us to live an abundant life. He really mm-hmm. does have that for us. So some people will just, you know, be the passive person. They're not going to, they don't want to do the inner work. They don't want to do the deeper work. They don't even want to look at, they just want to say, I'm just going to read these scriptures, but not let them sink in, meditate right. on them, put the word into practice, right? So I think mm-hmm. a scripture comes with a lot of the work we do. There's um, creative work and then the muscle testing piece I talked about. I don't think I mentioned that part, but the muscle mm-hmm. testing that we do, that happens mm-hmm. in person only. Mm-hmm. There are very strict, uh-huh. um, how can you say, very strict protocol around mm-hmm. muscle testing so mm-hmm. that we're not crossing boundaries um, within the spiritual world. Right. That's just what it is. So mm-hmm. the Bible says touch and agree. So that's why when we do our mm-hmm. muscle testing, we want to be touching with each other and agreeing with the client. Okay. So thank you. Thank you so much. We're just going to have to have you back on here um, perhaps for a part two Thank you guys for listening. This is Black, White, and In Color. And stay tuned for next time.